I could do, I, I have a great Seinfeld impression. I do a really good Borat. My wife, have you heard that before? Um, very I have, nice. I've you know, heard your Borat impression, and uh, it's, it is phenomenal. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Can I do, ju- Anna, what are you talking about? Can Anna, can I do Jerry Seinfeld? Are you crazy? Can do you bird, do Jerry Seinfeld? Do birds fly? Do birds fly? Have you been on a plane? Of course I can do Jerry. I am Jerry. Kramer. What are you, what are you talking about, Anna? Oh, Anna, oh, Anna, you're being crazy. That's right. Oh, Anna, Anna, you're being wild. That's my Kramer. Oh, I mean, oh, Kramer, you're back at it again. That's my George. <laughs> Yeah, I thought that was Elaine, too. No. No. You gotta be a little more... Oh! Oh, Jerry! Oh! That's my Elaine. Okay, that was good. (laughs) Justin, make that the intro. Hello, everybody. Welcome in to the Let's Talk Fantasy Football podcast. I am yours truly, TJ Lett, here with yours other truly, J.R. Lett. We've got a show yours for you today. <laughs> the, the trulier of the two. We got some we got some stuff for you today. First and foremost, want to give a shout out to Anna and Justin Lettenmeyer. It is their three-year wedding anniversary, and we celebrate that today. Little uh, golf clap for the happily married couple. Hip hip Anna, hip hip Justin. They are also our two producers. Um, so it's sort of like an anniversary for the podcast, uh, which is great. I mean, I think our podcast has been a big part of their lives. It actually did they meet from this, Tommy? Did they meet through, or did they know each other before they were co-producing no, this? No, no, we they we set kind of set them up. I think we have ourselves to thank for that. Wow. Uh, as well as they have us to thank for that. Um, wow, that's special. It was initially, I think, honestly, it, I'd like to give some credit to the listeners out there. Without you listeners, we wouldn't have been able to hire two full-time staff. And all the, you know, all the energy you guys have brought to the show allowed us to bring in a community of people that we believed in and ultimately ended up believing in each other. Uh, what a, wow. I mean, what a, what a, what a love story in our own backyard. That's got me. That's got me a little choked up here, Jack. Um, and I was just gonna say it's 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 crazy too because I, I don't know if you remember we were just gonna go with the one editor, and it's kind of feels like fate that we ended up with two. It was just I remember we hired Justin uh, back in the end of 2015, and yeah. we were gonna roll with him. And I don't know. It just it seemed like too much. To, to leave that all on one producer, we wanted a second yeah, I mean, set of let's, ears. Let's be transparent. He didn't cut it. I mean, I think it was more okay. on Justin. It was more on Justin than anything else. I um, didn't want to throw him under the bus, but okay, oh, sure. Oh, it's fine. Hey, full transparency with our listeners. Justin, you know, we, we really strongly considered firing him, but instead we decided to hire on Anna to do his job for him, and it's worked <laughs> out very well. Um, it's worked out extremely well for both parties, and we actually just, uh, you know, pay them half um of what we were paying justin originally and neither of them had noticed so it's it's actually a really good situation for us um anyways tommy this week i I know we've got a lot to talk about i just want to start off with with saying 
I had my score tripled this week, and there's... You have these weeks during the fantasy season where you just got to throw your hands up in the air and say, well, you know, it's not our week. I've had a few of those this year. This wasn't one of those weeks. This this week is a week that is just uncomfortable and gross to sit through. Um, as a fantasy football player, you try to put a good product on the week, on the field every week. My apologies. I mean, my goodness. I had one person score one thousand points or more and it was exactly 1000 points and it was my kicker i mean i this is the worst week i've ever been a part of i think i don't know you're probably going to come at me with three weeks where i did worse in previous seasons because you're the numbers guy but i just you know it's it's i just wanted to start the show off with that because i know i talk a big game but this week was a really painful week for me as a fantasy football player, and I wanted to share in that pain because I know Scott's been feeling that this season. I know Brian's got to feel that a little bit with his lack of luck. Um, it's when you put this much effort into it, there's real emotions at play, and we're barely joking when we say that you know it's severely impacting our well-being. But that's the beauty of it, and I just want to say cheers to that. Very well said, Jack. I appreciate you opening with that. Uh, good to get that out of the way. That way I don't have to do it. Um, not a great week for you. We will get into it. Uh, Jack, you didn't even have the worst week. Brian has you beat. and uh, That's remarkable. Kind of, kind of. A, let's start off with that. It's, it's a very fitting way for Brian's season to end. Just because of how awful of a season it has been for him. Very, very unlucky as we've touched on several times now the last few weeks. And Dad's team ended up with a really decent score with 13,028. Brian put up 5,650. And, man, when it's just not your season, it's not your season. And like I said, kind of perfect way for his season to end. He's officially eliminated from playoff contention to fall, after falling to 3-9. and nine. Gets 1,050 from Russell Wilson, 280 from Jamison Crowder, 430 from Brandon Cooks. Actually, a decent game from Debo Samuel, 1,200. David Montgomery, only 410. Trey Edmonds wasn't involved. Got literally seven rushing yards, and that was it. Greg Olson, 690. Carlos Hyde, 670. The Packers got beat up so bad that Mason Crosby didn't even attempt an extra point or a field goal. New Orleans only had 850. And... Justin, play us, you know, some slow violin here. Just good night and goodbye to Brian's season. It was well fought. Not this week, but it was well fought. And uh, you're going home with an L this year. Sorry to say. Dad, on the other hand, Jack, is looking really great right now. He survives Prescott and Gallup going up against New England. 788 and 750 for the two of them. Pretty monster week from the rest of his team. What do you see that you like? I mean, Dad's going to move to 5-7. and seven. He is in good position to make the playoffs right now. What do you like? What do you not like? Crazy. I mean, we would not have been saying that. I'm sure you can go back on the tapes. We were not saying that Dad was looking like a playoff team a few weeks back. Definitely a turn of the tables, if you will. James Washington, I mean... He's a funny player because he's he's sort of like a, a Mecole Hardman where all it takes is a player to. 
and he has a monster week. He had a huge touchdown grab. Uh, I forget how many yards, 40 yards, 50 yards, 60 yards. doesn't matter. It was basically it was like, all his points were in one play. It was like 80-something yards, but Yeah, there we enough. go. All his points were in one play is the idea. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, he's sort of a not a super consistent guy. I, I, I don't love playing him. Um, but I don't know if Dad's planning on playing him moving into the playoffs. Robert Woods, it's exciting that he got 1270 this week. Michael Gallup, a down week with only 750, but actually pretty promising considering Amari Cooper didn't even get 750 and they were playing the Patriots, one of the best defenses in the league. So you'll take that in that matchup. Same thing with Dak. I think you you throw both those performances out and know that you can get more from those guys moving forward. Mark Ingram, holy cow, the Ravens tonight on Monday Night Football against the Rams. We'll talk about that throughout these matchups because... The Ravens were eaten. Mark Ingram with 24-30. He's been a stud this year, man. He really has. Devin Singletary, uh, 1190, who dad got from you, Tommy, in the trade. Um, George Kittle with 2190, always booming in a, in a terrible tight end landscape. I mean, tight ends have just been so bad this year, especially as of late. And then uh, Cleveland's defense with the with the solid thirteen hundred. But yeah, overall, I mean, I think Dad's team looks really solid. He's got two solid running backs in Ingram and Singletary. Kittle in the tight end slot is obviously locked and loaded. Um, and I I like Dak, so I I don't know. We'll uh, we'll see. I think if Dad's able to to make the playoffs, squeeze in with a lower seed, he could be primed for a, a potential upset, depending on uh, who he's playing against. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, unfortunately for him, as of right now, he would be slotted up against Louie in that first-round matchup, so that's not really great for Dad. Uh, but to your point about Mark Ingram, he really has been. He's had a few down weeks, but coming into the game, he was the running back 11 on the year, and with his 2,400-point performance, that's going to boost him up uh, just under three slots and so uh it's been a really good year for mark ingram especially from where dad drafted him i believe it was the fourth round no fifth round he drafted him fifth round so it's been uh yeah since the trade uh dad's team has been it's been good rattled off two wins and uh yeah it's uh sorry three wins since the trade and he's sitting pretty so we'll just have to see how the uh seeding shake out Hopefully he can uh, avoid Louis. Moving on to the next matchup, we might as well talk about about yours versus Dan since we uh, since we uh, since you opened with that gave a little appetizer to <sighs> yeah. it already. But Dan tripled my point total. I yeah, mean, eighteen thousand four hundred thirty-four to six thousand seventy-eight. Just a brutal. I mean, I know Brian scored less than me, but Dad scored way less than Dan really tough to get tripled i mean really doesn't feel good you meant like really tough like it's almost impossible statistically but well that's it is. that is what i meant but I'll, yeah it's tough to achieve and also feels tough it's... because it's tough mentally and emotionally yeah. to yeah. to deal with i mean it's Derek carr 518 compared to Drew Brees, who got 23-44. Wow, the Raiders. That I mean, what is more is there to say? So you throw so, Tywell Williams in, Williams in there with 280. Yeah. The, you, the Raiders just were 
could not have been worse. Yeah, you really just kind of have to th- – you certainly for Tyrell Williams, you just have to throw that performance out. Honestly, Jack, from your team, I see a lot of a lot of performances where you say, okay, just throw that out. It's, uh, it's probably not going to happen again because T.Y. Hilton coming, coming off of injury, great matchup. You had to play him. He has historically absolutely torched the Texans. Didn't play a lot of snaps. He was on a snap count. I expect him to be – much better and much more involved with a long week's rest to get healthy for next week. So you throw out his 330. Cortland Sutton in a game where Denver got dominated. He gets covered uh, by White, the uh, Buffalo cornerback, Tredavious White. You throw that out. Sutton's been amazing. And yeah, like you said, the Raiders got absolutely dominated. So you throw out Tyra Williams' performance of 280. He should be better. I, I do find it hilarious that Derek Carr did this against the lowly Jets mere days after you were pumping up Carr as your season-long solution to the okay. uh, quarterback position. Listen, um, listen, Linda. He's going to have a big game against the Chiefs next week. You watch. Bounce back week on the way. He very well could. I hope, I hope for the best for you. Joe Mixon... 79 rushing yards against the Steelers. You would love for him to be involved in the pass game, but for whatever reason, they did not get him involved. You want more from him. And then Jack, Saquon Barkley puts up another 700 against the Bears, who have been very beatable on the ground. Jack, Saquon's a problem. In his last, he's had 44, his last 44 rushes. He's ran for 88 yards. He's averaging two yards per rush in his last 44 attempts, which is over his last three games, I think. Let me cut you off. I don't mean to speak hyperbolically or to overstate the importance that fantasy football has in my life, but let me be very clear when I say that every single night before falling asleep, I think about how I could have drafted Christian McCaffrey instead of Saquon Barkley this season. And single night, every single night, every single night. Yeah, absolutely. Because I mean, my team's a juggernaut already, but Saquon, I'm looking, if I'm looking to make noise in the playoffs, Saquon Barkley against the Eagles in week 14. Tough. I need, (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be tough for me to make it out of the first round of the playoffs without a big performance from Saquon Barkley. And I don't like Saquon Barkley's week one matchup in the playoffs. So that's discouraging. You can't be feeling too good after this week. Um, Brian Griffin, good stream. Uh, 880, got the touchdown. Marvin Jones Jr., honestly, with 710. With Driscoll at QB, he didn't get the touchdown, but that's a decent game. And then you are just on another level with your defensive streaming this year. Five fifth from Houston. I thought that was a <laughs> very strange play. I, I I called it a hero play to you earlier this week. I don't really know what you were thinking. Oh um, man, I was just trying to switch things up because <laughs> I have had such an abysmal record streaming defenses this week or this season, but. No different this week. 
really bad performance. I mean, but who, it, it's not like it mattered. Right, right. Hey, if you had gotten Of course, Robbie Anderson on my everything. bench with 1660. And Rashad Penny on my bench with 1890. That makes sense. Yeah, have have fun choosing whether or not to start Robbie Anderson uh, in week 14. And uh, also, screw you for having my handcuff on your team uh we will get to, we will get to that situation when we talk about chris carson for my team but i'm not very happy right now jack you now have an average score of 10,649 points per week absolutely abysmal you are for the season now after this week barely <clears throat> outscoring greg sounds like five digits who what's has greg's average <laughs> what's greg's I average i don't know his average per week um but he is outscoring you you're outscoring him by a hundred, sorry, a thousand three hundred and forty-four points on the year. Um, so it's close. It's tight. Another bad week, and you could legitimately end up with the least amount of points scored, and uh, and be a top-seeded team still. So oh, jargon. That's anyway, one stack category. You move on. You throw this out the out the window, and you hope to God that your team can show you something next week. Uh, so that you have some sort of confidence going into the playoffs. Uh, But moving on to Dan's team, Jack, I see a lot here that's really encouraging for Dan. And it's it's a huge week. It's a huge week. And honestly, there's a lot of obvious good stuff here. I mean, Dan's team has been a strong one all year. I think sort of in the conversation with, with Louie's team and, I guess your team, uh, somehow, but no, I mean, you, you three have been the top three teams all year. So there's no surprise here. I mean, Drew Brees, Tyler Boyd, DJ Moore, those, those guys are absolutely locked and loaded. They've been locked and loaded all season, their respective number one wide receivers on their teams. And of course, Drew Brees is Drew Brees. Same thing with Leonard Fournette. He's been a stud all year long, along with Le'Veon Bell, who hasn't been a stud, but he's an RB one. So you're playing him every week. So I mean, Dan hasn't been doing a lot of finagling in his, uh, you know, waiver pickups and things like that. He's had a really solid team that he can play consistently. My question to you is, is Jamal Williams and then his his wide receiver three, whether it be Sterling Shepard or, or someone he plays on his bench, do you think Dan has what it takes in those positions to, to lead him to a championship? Because obviously his team's a juggernaut, but... You know, those are the the two slots where I sort of have some questions. I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure about Williams, even though that's stupid to say because he's been consistently producing all all year long. So I'm just I can't get over the fact that he's behind Aaron Jones, but somehow no, no, still no, you are or no, wow. sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay, Jonathan Williams. God, I'm an idiot. Yeah. Um, okay, let's that leave, makes let's sense. Le- let's leave this all in. No, no, th- um, leave it in. Okay. <laughs> same difference it's still the same point that's the slot i'm worried about his rb2 and his wide receiver three so talk to me about those prospects because david johnson doesn't seem to be getting healthier yeah jamal uh, J- no, no it's fine i don't want to redo it the, Leave the, it the, in. The, the, the listeners know i'm an idiot um <laughs> and i looked i saw jay williams and i thought someone in our league has the 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 packers rb2 and he's yeah, also yeah. good so it's We're not like good. that dumb it's not that dumb of a mistake. I'm just, I'm an idiot. Just, uh, just a quick chat with our producers there. They're making sure that Jack 
does not want that to be cut out to save a little bit of face, but no, it's, we are going to keep fine. part of I appreciate that. Yeah, no, I mean, the, the, I make far too many mistakes for you guys to catch them all, so let's just let them fly as they come. Jamal Williams is, is good. I'm not that embarrassed by that mistake. He could have been slotted in there, and I would have the same question. But even even still, Dan's RB2, wide receiver 3, would you, I see pretty big holes there. Would you let me talk, please? Thank you. Um, Jonathan Williams was the guy I was going to talk about first for encouraging stuff for Dan's team. I, because I think he could be a very helpful piece to make Dan a legitimate contender. Kind of embarrassing for the rest of the league that the number 11 waiver priority got Jonathan Williams off of waivers. I mean, what are the rest of us doing? I personally didn't really have any interest in him and I was completely wrong. I mean, Jack, they gave the guy, what was it, like 26 carries? And it just, he was he was dominant. And if this is what he's going to be doing in Marlon Mack's absence, he could absolutely help Dan make a deep playoff push here. And for the wide receiver three question, it's Adam Thielen. If Adam Thielen can get healthy and can be Adam Thielen, then Dan's team just goes to another level. Um Really great news for Tyler Boyd is that Andy Dalton has been named the starter again for the Bengals. Uh, Boyd's production, actually, you mentioned he's locked and loaded, which he is because he's a wide receiver one for his team. But I was having some serious questions up until this week. And now with the news of Andy Dalton coming back, I think you just leave like Boyd should be good to go. And you mentioned DJ Moore has been fantastic. So Jonathan Williams, I think, could be huge for Dan. I think that's a big X factor at this point. The other big X factor, I think, is Jared Cook. If Jared Cook's going to keep this kind of involvement up in the offense, that's also going to be huge for Dan because his big weakness had been tight end as well. So all of a sudden, right before the playoffs are about to start, Dan's looking like he might have a, a pretty complete team that that might be ready to make some noise. So I think things are looking good for him. Anything else we want to touch on? Sir, no, sir. Okay. Moving on. Uh, let's move on to the game that really didn't matter, but sort of mattered a little bit. We're going to talk about Louie versus Greg. Greg, who already had been eliminated from the playoffs. Louie, who obviously is already in the playoffs. And this, this win for him does secure his number one seed, which is nice for him. He goes, he has a comeback performance, gets 12,664 on the back of Lamar Jackson to take Greg down 11,798. Greg was heavily favored at one point during the week. After the noon games, Baker Mayfield, Odo Beckham, and Nick Chubb all went off. Louie had a horrible start to the week. Um, then Jason Witten got 100. James White got 120. And all of a sudden, Louie starts creeping back. He gets a decent performance from D.D. Westbrook. He's got a good performance from Zeke Elliott. He had a, some late score, a late score from Golden Tate. Uh, and then, of course, Lamar Jackson goes for 3,626 points. It's too easy for Lamar Jackson right now, and it's too easy for Louis. He uh, he moves to 11-1. and one. Like I said, he has now locked up that one seed. His point total is so far ahead of Dan's that there's absolutely no way he could drop below the one seed. Uh 
Louis's magic number next week will be 19,696. That'll be the score he needs to reach 15,000 as an average weekly score for the year. So good luck to Louis in that. It was a down week from Louis's team, and and assuming Louis can't hit that mark, uh, he will he will lose his average score of 15,000. But I think he'll be all right with that, assuming he can still go on to win the championship. Jack, is there anything you want to touch on for Louis's team? It was a horrible game for Josh Jacobs, only 410, but that's again, it was you throw that out because Josh Jacobs is going to get the carries. I still believe in Oakland to be decent. It was a it's a classic West Coast team going over to the East Coast for a noon game. They're pretty historically bad in situations like that. I mean, this was really bad, but I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if I'm <laughs> I'm throwing out Derek Carr and Tyrell Williams' performances, so I think Louis safe to throw out Josh Jacobs' performance because he's been far more solid and consistent than either of those guys. Yeah. Um, Mark Andrews, uh oh, five fifty down week. <laughs> that's all. It. That's all Louis needs from him. I called it Zeke Elliott. Zeke Elliott. I mean Zeke's gonna Zeke. Um, Lamar's just been the pick of the draft. Uh, no, no doubt about it. I, I don't know. I mean. Louis' team, this is somehow a down week for him. This would be one of my top weeks of the season, but this is a down week for Louis' team. Kudos to Greg. I think a really a really impressive performance on, on his team's side. Uh, you mentioned the Browns going off, but also a great play by him, Gage, from the Falcons, Russell Gage. Uh, a really really good was. Stream. He got 1160. And then Ronald Jones has been really solid. He got 1420. Um and then a good defensive play with the Titans against the Jaguars, getting 1,100. So a pretty solid performance from Greg. I mean, I guess not to some of you folks, but I'd be happy with that performance. I got 6,000 this week, so juggernaut performance by Greg, if you ask me. Yeah, it was it was really nice to see the the Browns. This I knew this was a matchup against Miami. It was, it was almost this impossible. Was, this was the season Greg imagined. Right, this is the season Greg imagined. It uh it comes a little too late for him. He's going to fall to 2-10 and 10 on the year with this loss. Like I said, it was season was over before that. You know, I'm not going to go too much into his team. It was, a, Greg, a well-fought season considering uh, the major disadvantage you had having three Browns players when the Browns sucked so badly for the first eight, nine weeks of the year. Um they're finally turning it around, but it is much too little too late. Good luck next year, Greg. Hope to see you back contending for the playoffs next season. Louis, you're you've you with this come from behind victory, like I said, you set yourself up for the one seed. You've got a nice little bye week. Get your players in shape, get them game ready. Really have them ready for that week fourteen. I want to see you come out and score twenty thousand in week fourteen. Uh You'll have your guys locked and loaded and ready to go. I know that for sure. So good luck to you. And I suppose we'll move on. Although Tyler Lockett, I did. I, I have a, a note here. A little concerning. I don't like that he was so little involved. It was a bad game. It was a terrible game. So I think, what do you think? Can we throw that out? Throw out that Tyler Lockett performance? I think we can throw it out. He's been a little, he hasn't been super healthy too. So maybe he's, you know. I don't know. I uh, he only got two targets. That's it's been a trend these last couple of games, but I think he's just been 
they got Minnesota next week. It's a Monday night game, prime time. You know, you know Tyler Lockett's getting a touchdown. Yeah, yeah, that's almost certain. Uh, all right, moving on, we'll talk about Kyle versus Drew. This was a pretty crazy matchup. Uh, Drew wins it relatively easily in the end, twelve thousand one hundred twenty-four to Kyle's ten thousand two hundred and twelve. At one point during the noon games, and I, I don't know if, in case people that don't pay attention, there were nine games at noon and only two games at in the afternoon, which don't even get me started on NFL scheduling because, you know, I'll go crazy. But so a lot, a lot of teams had a lot of guys going at noon. At one point during the noon games, they had Drew at a 10% chance to beat Kyle. Um. Be- another <laughs> another instance of the Yahoo algorithm never yeah. being wrong. Matt Ryan has a terrible game. He got a nice garbage touchdown from Calvin Ridley after that game was over. Calvin Ridley literally scored on a fourth down play on Atlanta's last offensive play of the game. So he got 1,900. That was really lucky. Michael Thomas just continues to be amazing. 21-10 from him. Devontae Parker continues to be solid as heck. Another 1,200 for him. Frank Gore, an absolute desperation play. I, If I'm Drew, I'm ecstatic that Frank Gore got 65 rushing yards. And then Derrick Henry was the big reason why Drew was able to come back. 2,800 for Derrick Henry on the back of a 74-yard rushing touchdown. Ended up with 159 yards, two TDs total. Did have the fumble loss, but that's not really a big deal. Tried to stream Brait, got zero. Conley, decent performance, 690. Lambo gets 1100 in Chicago, who has been a supreme disappointment for Drew, only with 800, especially when you consider the draft capital that he spent on them. But Jack, it's a really good week for Drew to get. He's going to move to seven and five, and he has vaulted himself up to the four seed. So as if things were to stand, you and Drew would be playing each other in the first round of the playoffs as that 4-5 matchup. We still have a week to go, and those seeds could shift a lot because Kyle is only a game behind you guys, and he currently has you both beat in the points for category. So a win from Kyle and a loss from either of you would jump him ahead of whichever of you loses. So the three of you, that's going to be very interesting um, to see how the 4-5-6 seeds shape up. Um, I just yeah. want to say yeah. a big reason I was critical of Drew's team all season was my lack of respect for Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry is the number four running back on the season. He's been, dude, he, he had a, a, a cake for the last three matchups, re, like green, 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 and he knocked it out of the park in those three matchups. Uh, and yet to your point, Running back four on the year. I did not see this coming. I thought he could have a good season. Did not think it would be top five, even close to that. Uh, so, yeah, to your point, I think I addressed that after the draft. I said Drew's season is going to completely hinge on Derrick Henry needing to be a running back one for him. And, and he has he been that. He has been that and then some. He has been the guy. Uh, interested to see where he gets drafted next year based on... I don't know. We'll see. You got to think. He, As of right I, now, I, he's couldn't. He would go in the first round. Yeah, I mean, we'll see how he ends the season. You right. know, he's got a few tough matchups against the Colts and against the the Saints, but um, I don't know. We'll 
we'll see, but definitely a big reason for Drew's success this year, along with uh, Michael Thomas, who we all knew was going to be amazing. And then Calvin Ridley, who has been better than I thought he was going to be. Another guy I did not respect enough going into the season. And I, I still don't understand how Devontae Parker's putting up solid performances, but... Oh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, that, duh. That, that fits magic, dude. That fits magic duh. is... Uh... It's just the fits magic. Wow! Uh, another... Let's just keep on the trend of surprising us. Jarvis Landry, dude. I mean, 3180 this week. Talk about a guy having a year that I did not see coming. Tommy, Jarvis Landry is just outside the wide receiver one category could very well finish the season as a wide receiver one. Mm-hmm. Um, never would have guessed. Never would have guessed that. A huge reason for a lot of um, Kyle's success this year, along with Handsome Jimmy, Julio Jones, who's been solid, and Amari Cooper. But, Tommy, Amari Cooper got zero this week. Are you worried about him moving forward? I am a little bit worried about him moving forward. And Jack, to your point about Jarvis Landry, Kyle's team would be in absolute shambles right now if it wasn't if it wasn't for what Jarvis Landry has been able to do for him these in these recent weeks. I mean, you talk about since since their bye week, 900, 1,400, 20-20, and then 3180. 13 targets, seven targets. I mean, it's just it's been it's been incredible. And then 10 targets against Buffalo, and it's been a receiving touchdown in four straight games um it's it's been it's been awesome for Kyle especially when you consider we've mentioned this before Juju Smith-Schuster is now not playable Amari Cooper has had some really disappointing weeks I mean it was a tough tough matchup for Amari Cooper really bad weather he was covered by Stefan Gilmore the best cornerback in the league on 26 of his 30 routes ran so he just got blanketed by him and I think, I mean, this, you can throw out this performance from Amari Cooper. My only worry, and it's a big worry, is because when the playoffs hit, all that matters is each week, right? So all that matters for any of the teams that are in the playoffs right now, all that matters is week 14. And Amari Cooper has a road matchup in Chicago. And number one, Amari Cooper, his home road splits are pretty significant. He's been much worse on the road, and then it's a really, really good defense in Chicago. So that's scary. Uh, from from that perspective, I am worried about Amari Cooper. Outside of that, I mean, after that, he's got the Rams at home and then on the road in Philly. He should be fine in both those matchups, but you got to get to those matchups, and Amari Cooper will not help Kyle win Week 14. I hate that. I hate when a guy has a very good week 15 and 16 matchup <laughs> and a really bad week 14 matchup because it's, what i mean you it's just betting it's it's betting on your team winning 14 week 14 with that player sucking but you can't have too many of those guys and i i don't know i feel like i'm looking at my team and i i see a whole lot of red week 14 i might have been <laughs> think i might have been thinking too long term on this one <laughs> Uh, Kyle did want me to uh, make a statement for his team. He said that while they are disappointed, uh, they are maintaining the proper perspective. They have their eyes set forward. Um, They are on to the next week. They've got their eyes set on the playoffs, and they will regroup 
and make the necessary adjustments to come back even stronger. Oh, that's great. I I, I want to ask since you're since you're uh, in in conversation with Kyle, um, could you get a statement from his team on how Kareem Hunt's uh, impact has been in the locker room in terms of his <laughs> criminal past and domestic violence against women and how that's gelling with the other players on his team? Or just I was I'm I think not the media would love in a statement. Contact with Kyle. We were no, that's fine. But just for the next episode, if sure. you could reach out, yeah. ask for a statement on that because I think. I think a lot of the other members of the league would be interested in knowing, um, you know, how that questionable moral decision to to add Hunt to the team has has played out in the locker room. We're just curious, I think. Jack, here's a question for you. You have to choose. Well, you would want to do a little bit of research, but just based off this first glance at these two teams, which team would you rather have for the playoffs? Yeah, I mean that's totally dependent on matchups, but um, just on face value, I think I go. I think I go with. They're really close. I I honestly can't pretend to give an answer. Like I I would have to go one by one through each of the players' matchups. I'm and then I'm going with Drew's team. Uh, I'm riding the flames of Michael Thomas and Derrick Henry. I was okay. Well, I should have just said that. Gosh darn it. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's what I would have said. Obviously, that's what I was gonna say. Uh, with Drew's team, I I see, I see superstar power. I I might think Kyle's team might have more depth. Um, fair, very fair. But with with Drew's team, I see more superstar power. I see guys like Michael Thomas and Derrick Henry um, being able to to get those huge performances that that can carry his team but at the same time i mean i think i think they'll be close i think i think kyle all joking aside adding kareem hunt has been um a big addition to his team uh he's in need of some some running back help i mean i don't know i guess eckler gordon will be back but but can you play both of those guys the chargers don't have the best uh playoff matchups they've, they've got the uh minnesota in the in week 15 there'll be there'll be some interesting starting sitting decisions um kyle has a lot know, of starting sitting decisions to make dude yeah darius yeah. geis is not the answer sony michelle is still a problem if he's not in the end zone he's not worth playing if he's not gonna have austin hooper back noah noah fant is a big question mark uh I'm fine with Noah Fant. I mean, tight ends are garbage, but well, I'm but fine that's, with that's Noah my, Fant in there. Yeah, I'm fine with it. I'm not saying he should switch well, what, because it is one of the best options for him, but one of Kyle's main advantages first half of the season was Austin Hooper. And sure. Yeah, tough, tough with that injury for sure. His wide receivers aren't looking as good. His running back situation is an absolute mess. The only two you can trust right now are Eckler and Gordon. And so I, I, as of right now, I'm playing both of them. But like you said, the matchups aren't. You don't think Kareem Hunt is worth a start? I I do. I mean, you look at his week, Jack. His week was saved by a touchdown. His involvement in this game where they blew out Miami was not that great. It was a lot of Nick Chubb. So they've been getting him involved more in the passing game. It's it's really it's Nick Chubb's backfield. And, and Hunt is certainly the, the change of pace back. And, they, you know, they've been doing a more two set or two running back sets so that's good he's certainly i mean of the choices for kyle i think kareem hunt 
we could see him being a decent flex option. Um, I just, I don't know. It's, uh, and it's a bad week for Kyle. So it's easy to sit here and, and look, but like, like I said, that week 14 matchup for Amari Cooper, Julio Jones has now it's, you know, 140 weeks since he last scored a touchdown. Um, Hopefully Jarvis Landry can keep up wow. this hot streak. You went back and looked a very <laughs> long way. And then Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't think he's the answer for Kyle. I'd I'd rather have you, Josh. I'd you, rather have Josh Allen. You've got no respect for handsome Jimmy. You haven't had respect for handsome Jimmy all year. So I don't know what you want me to say. Um, it could. He's got a Week 14 matchup against the Saints, but it's in New Orleans. Uh, so that's that to me that could be good or that could be bad. Jimmy G is not I am not saying Jimmy G is not a good quarterback. Jimmy G is not a good fantasy quarterback because the run game works so well, because their defense is so good. He just doesn't need to air it out. And yeah, he can get you big weeks. He got two massive weeks against the Cardinals. But the rest of the season has been I mean San Francisco has been dominating and it hasn't been dominating performances by Jimmy Garoppolo. So at least fantasy-wise. Um but yeah, so they're both in the playoffs with with uh, Anna losing to Scott and with Justin losing to me. Kyle, even with the loss, sitting at 6-6, six and six, he cannot fall out of the playoffs. So uh, Drew and Kyle will both be having those asterisks added to their names. Um, Asterises. Asterises, if you will. Uh, anything else we want to say here? I Like... Neither team is in bad shape. They're both middle of the road teams. I like just being honest. I don't like either of their chances to win the championship. All right, you I heard don't... it here first. Zero percent chance for a championship for Drews that... or Kyle's team. <laughs> hey, a Tommy, guarantee. Crazier things have happened. Moving on, yes. Crazier things have happened, but they won't. I agree with you. 0% chance, Tommy and Jack, stamp approval of guarantee. All right, next matchup. Tommy they're versus... both losing in the first round of the playoffs. Sorry, <laughs> that's gonna, my last they're, statement. They're, 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 gonna, they're both losing in the first round of the playoffs. They're going to play each other and both lose in the first round. Um, first double loss in history. <laughs> Jack, I took down Justin, 14,562 to 11,864. And Jack, while you may think that that's a good week for me. It was actually less than what my team was projected for. That's how good my team is. Um, a monster, are you, a, are you done? a monster week, and it 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 pales in comparison to the rest of my season. Uh, All right, are you done? Yeah, yeah, I think I'm done. All right. <laughs> uh, really good week by Justin's team. Went out there and um, no, I mean fourteen thousand five hundred sixty-two, dude. That is a juggernaut week. It's like double my high score. I don't know how you're anything but thrilled with anything but not thrilled with that. <laughs> yeah, I phrased that correctly. Um, Sam it. Darnold. Hey, this is the week I was expecting uh, earlier. From Derek but... Carr. <laughs> well, oh, yeah, from Derek Carr. Yeah, true. <laughs> I see what you're um, saying, yeah. No, but my Jets were supposed to... They were my survivor pick against the Dolphins. I really expected Sam Darnold to put this performance up against them. But anyways, 28-20 for Darnold. Bold play by Justin. I like it. He was the number two scoring quarterback on the week, only behind Ryan Tannehill. 
and Ooh, uh, those t- two studs. And number number th- well, that sorry, this was all before Lamar Jackson. He now has the number one spot after his Monday night game. Let me oh, add that disclaimer. Sure, 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 sure. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders with only two hundred. Uh, I was wrong about him. He is not. So hold on. The rib injury really threw a wrench in things because he got to San Francisco and it looked amazing. And then he got injured, missed the rest of that game, played the next game, but really didn't play much, Was had to be taken out and wasn't involved. And then I didn't see much uh, involvement from him in this game, so I don't know if he's still banged up. Uh, he should still be the number two option behind Kittle, but... Yeah, I think it's a bit unfair to say. I mean, I guess we were wrong, but like it was because of injury that things didn't work out. I guess so. I mean, Debo Samuel has looked better too, so there's less of a need to rush him back maybe. I don't know. It's just clearly not resulting in fantasy points yet for Justin's team. Jalen Samuels, only 470. Benny Snell is the new stud in Pittsburgh, so not sure about Samuels as an option. Zach Ertz back to business with twenty one ten, um, another solid week for him. And then Jay Williams, the guy I, I've grown to love talking about this episode, who I thought we were talking about the first time. Jamal Williams now, the Packers running back, another solid week eleven fifty. And I'll pose the question to you now, Tommy. Um, <laughs> is it just me not being able to respect him being the Packers number two running back, or? Are you worried about him as a as a startable option for Justin every week throughout the playoffs? So <laughs> I would love to answer this question, but with this loss, Justin's not gonna make the playoffs. Um so Wow, you can't even humor the question, huh? Gee. Disrespectful. <laughs> Disrespectful. <laughs> So there's a chance. I don't like Jamal Williams. I think Aaron Jones is the much better running back. But for whatever reason, it was the same thing with Mike McCarthy. It's now uh, the same thing with LaFleur. They they like using him. I guess he's a much better pass protector. He's a much better blocker. So that's why he gets the snaps that he gets. But yeah, you cannot argue with the production that he's had. It's now he had a bit of a down week against Carolina before the bye, but yeah, outside of that, since week six, he's been great. And if Justin were to make the playoffs, I think you can trust him as a flex option. I think they're going to keep using him. Uh, but yeah, with Justin falling, t- with it, this being his eighth loss, he's got such a disadvantage in the point total that. He really is not going to make it in. Uh, it just it's it's really insurmountable. Uh, so we've got three teams eliminated now: Justin, Brian, and Greg. So uh, good season to Justin. Honestly, it, he put up a good fight. Um, draft didn't really work out how he wanted to, especially with Mahomes going down with injury. Uh, that was just killer for him. He's had a uh, a bunch of other little injuries along the way too with Emmanuel Sanders and then Devonta Freeman and Alshon Jeffrey. And so he didn't set himself up in a great position and then things just really didn't work out for him in the end. So congrats on a well-fought season and 
good luck in the offseason. We hope to see you back better than ever for the 2020 season. Jack, why don't you just take a look at my team and let me know let me know what you think <laughs> all right there. all right dude first of all hip hip cheers cheers to what you said well stated second of all christian mccaffrey dude i mean you need me to go any further you're riding a a pony and that pony's name is pony christian and pony christian purrs because pony christian is a good pony and boy do you ride him i mean 2980 again this week for McCaffrey just won't stop putting up monster performances. Um, and Jameis Winston, I mean, gosh, he's been super solid pretty much all season, almost leading the NFL in both touchdowns and interceptions. <laughs> you got to respect that, man. You just uh, have you to gotta respect, respect that amount of production on both sides of the ball. But <laughs> gosh, uh, I mean, same thing with Edelman and Adams. Those two guys, I mean, Adams has had injury troubles, but when he's been in there, I mean, he's finally getting up to form now and looking like he'll be healthy for a playoff run. Um, I will say, I don't know, Mike Evans, down week, you're worried, he's worried, I don't know, two down weeks in a row, three down weeks, actually, uh-oh, back-to-back 3,000-point performances and then Three down weeks for Mike Evans. You should be very concerned. Um, No, joking aside, Mike Evans, don't worry about him. Chris Carson, though, that's a guy you could be concerned about. I mean, that's the only even remote hole in your team, if you can call it a hole. It's it's really my big concern right now. Now, they've been sticking with him so far this year. Two fumbles in this last game. Is okay. that what you're worried about? He recovered one of them. And then the other one, it was probably his fault because Russell Wilson was upset with him. And I trust that Russell Wilson wasn't the one that made the mistake. But it was a miscommunication, which I guess is still his fault. But it's not like it was ball security. It, the, the handoff exchange, just it never happened. Russell Wilson tried to give it to him, and Chris Carson didn't know he was about to get the ball. So it just like grazed off his arm. And that's that's the fumble he lost. So... I don't know. Rashad Penny lost a fumble against San Francisco. So, like, it's not like he is Mr. Ball security, and I think Chris Carson is a better running back. But, yes, I am worried. Hey, keep my players' names <laughs> out of your mouth. Do you hear me, boy? Yes, sir. You don't mention Rashad Penny's name in, in this in this here town. He's on my team. That's what, that's one of my them boys. Um, no, I am. But here's the thing is – I think it will only matter. Hopefully it'll only matter against Louie. Like I, I can still put up the points I need to. I think even if Chris Carson is only getting 10 to 15 touches instead of 20 to 25 touches. Does um, it piss you off that I have Rashad Penny? No. If there was one team that I want would want to have Rashad Penny, it is a team that I have absolutely no concern over uh, beating me. So does that answer your question? Because you know I beat you so soundly that Rashad Penny's not going to be the difference. Makes sense. I get to you. Perfect, dude. You got it perfectly. Um, no, I am, you know, the volatility of Mike Evans obviously is not ideal. Uh, I'd much rather have, he is the wide receiver three on the year uh, behind Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. 
you're going to have some interesting plays at the flex spot between Miles Sanders, yes, Hollywood and Brown, Hollywood and DK Brown did not make my decision any easier. I wish he was this involved every single week so that I could just play him comfortably, but he had a juicy matchup where Baltimore had absolutely no problem moving the ball, and he sees two catches for 23 yards. So this was his most targets since week four. Um, I love it, but I also hate it because you're right. I mean, Miles Sanders, solid again with 1,000. Dude, he's now the running back 17 on the year for the season. He's ahead of guys like Saquon Barkley and uh, other good running backs. Tevin Coleman. He's another guy that I don't respect enough because there's another, you know, there's another sheriff in town. Right, right, right. Yep, and you are you have much respect for that sheriff. Jordan Howard. <laughs> right. <laughs> sheriff Howard. <laughs> Absolutely. No, to Close your personal friend to share. To Howard. your point, though, the the flex decision for me is going to be between Sanders, Metcalf, and Brown. That's going to be a big headache. Outside of that, like, you know, yeah, Evans has been volatile, but Evans, Edelman, and Adams, those are my guys. McCaffrey, and assuming Carson can at least get ten carries in this game against Philly, honestly, if the if they were to just pivot completely, and Penny would get the work. I, that almost might make me feel better, and I can just be like, okay, not playing Carson. Dude, Sanders goes dude. up to the running back two, and then I can flex either Brown or Metcalf. So Hear me out, dude. We both make it to the playoffs. You stay at the three seed. I drop to the six seed. We play each other in the first round, and I beat you playing Rashad Penny, who scores more points than Chris Carson. Did I really dude. only put up 6,000 points in this hypothetical matchup? <laughs> Where you okay, beat me? Dude. No, dude. I put up a monstrous 11,500. <laughs> oh, okay. It was one of your good weeks. I see. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm honestly, I could score. I could score 12-5. I'm not kidding. Um, <laughs> damn, dude. I might not have a shot. Uh, <laughs> no, but Jack, I this I am feeling amazing right now. So anything, everything that I needed to happen for me to not have to worry about this last week of the regular season. It happened. Louis beat Greg, which locks him in at the one seed. I beat Justin, and you lost to Dan, which now I'm a game ahead of you and Drew with a such a significant point advantage that even a loss for me, I cannot drop to the four seed, which means I'm locked in at the three, Louis locked in at the one, and we will not have to face each other until a hypothetical championship matchup and that makes me feel amazing and i kind of get a bye week see what my team can do i'm hoping to see either a if i can see a good performance from hollywood brown against the 49ers that is going to give me a lot of confidence to start him in week 14 uh but and obviously i'm just looking to see what sanders and metcalf do and see what this Carson situation looks like. I'm glad that I have one week to see what happens with Carson before I have to make the decision of what to do with him in the playoffs. But I'm feeling good. And, uh, yeah. Whatever, dude. <laughs> so am I, okay? My magic I'm number... Be, I'm still coming for your three seed. My magic number for this upcoming week is going to be 16,092 for me to hit that 14,000 points per week average on the season. 
Uh, so that'll be my goal in week 13. And I get to play Greg. So that'll hopefully be a great matchup. Um, moving on to the last matchup of the week. The most important matchup of the week by far uh, between two teams that are absolutely scratching, clawing, and fighting for a playoff spot. It breaks my heart that one of these teams had to lose, although it is not over and done for that said loser. Scott takes down Anna 13,842 to Anna's 11,042. And Jack, you start on Anna's side of the ball and it got off to such a good start for her on the Thursday night game, 1992 from Watson and 2440 from Hopkins. It was looking like she was on a path to victory. Scott had everybody except for a couple of guys going at noon. Scott was Scott was really led by his wide receivers this week. That was that was the huge difference. Um especially we can I mean and un- unfortunately running backs was the huge difference too, not because Scott's running backs were particularly juggernauts, but because I mean, I look at Anna's running backs as the reason why she lost this week. Only 340 from Todd Gurley and 380 from Aaron Jones. Tevin Coleman in her flex spot with a respectable 1190, beating Hunter Renfro in Scott's flex spot. He went down with an injury. He actually broke a rib and punctured a lung, crazily enough. Um, Sounds fun. Yeah, I mean, I look at Anna's running backs as, as the reason she lost this week. But, to your point, I mean, Chris Godwin and Allen Robinson, my goodness for Scott. Yeah, they were both uh, both top five uh, wide receivers on the week. Uh, Chris Godwin, if I'm not mistaken, was number one. Um, Jack, when it comes down to it, Aaron Jones really let Anna down. I mean, I know this guy. This guy is a guy that is a top five running back fantasy-wise. He's had a a great year, just some absurd performances. But it felt like when Anna needed him most, he was nowhere to be found. I mean, it was a terrible matchup against the 49ers, so that's you're starting from behind in that case. And his involvement in, in the offense just hasn't been great since Devontae Adams has come back. His targets have been pretty much non-existent. I mean, he gets a few per game, hasn't done much with them. Um, and then the, really the biggest thing is the collapse of the Los Angeles Rams and the collapse of former Super Bowl quarterback, Jared Garf. He's been terrible. The Rams have been terrible. Cup has been bad because of that or not bad, but bad for what he was. I mean, he was, we talked about Cup as one of the best wide receivers in the league and he still is a top 10 wideout, but. Second half of the season has not been anywhere close to the first half. Uh, and then Todd Gurley has had some good weeks, but, I mean, they just got obliterated by Baltimore. There, there was nothing Cup and Gurley could have done tonight to help Anna. Zerline did his best with a couple of field goals, but, yeah, it just, she had a lot of eggs in that one basket, and, and that basket uh, just split open uh, at the worst possible time for her. Uh, and it, yeah, definitely a tear in her egg basket because there's yolk everywhere. <laughs> um, but Jack, this is, a, this is a really huge win for Scott. And we'll talk about Scott's team in a second, but it's, it's not the season over for Anna by 
any well said stretch well said of the imagination i think i, I agree. said it that is, it is perfectly it is not and i repeat not the season over for anna yes. thank you that's exactly how i meant to say it i apologize for nothing and jack no i agree it is not the season over and i'll tell you why because even with her somewhat of a down week She has the point edge over Father Lou. And if Father Lou can just lose and she can win, she would sneak in. But I almost wonder if if Scott can win or at least just outscore Anna next week, he will remain ahead of her in the standings, which is you want that seven seed so that you can face Dan instead of Louie. And I wonder... I would want to gauge Anna's feelings on would she even want to make the playoffs if she had to just face Louie in the first round. She's going up against Louie this week. So already, you know, it's going to be a tough win for her. But even if she gets that win, she has to just do it all over again, potentially, and play Louie again. Um, And I know she wouldn't want to beat Louie. She does not want to take him down in what feels like a destined championship for Louie. So... But season's not over. Anna still has something to play for. And if she can put up a massive score and Scott loses, uh, she will avoid Louie in that first round. So still a lot to play for. Uh, But Scott, what a big win for him, Jack. It was his season looked over, and then he got some hope. And then his season looked over, and now he's come right back. He moves to 5-7. and Uh, Josh Allen. Has been great for Scott. Massive game last week. Really happy with the performance this week against a good Denver defense. Like I said, Chris, oh my God, Godwin. Just tremendous. He's been, we talked about him and him and Mike Evans. It's like they're both really, really good, but they're both volatile because if one of them has a tremendous week, the other one most likely is going to have a subpar week. And so they're kind of just. And because Jameis is just has no rhyme or reason to what he's doing. You know what I mean? <laughs> it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Alan Robinson, really good stuff. Uh, I don't, would not expect more of that. Um, they were going up against literally the worst defense. Uh, <laughs> I saw someone on Twitter say a list of Alan Robinson's quarterbacks that he's had in the NFL. Oh yeah. It dude. is so sad. Alan Robinson is awesome. Uh, he's a really good wide receiver. And what's good for Scott is that he's got another good matchup next week against Detroit. What's terrible for Scott is that Allen Robinson will still have Mitchell Trubisky as his quarterback going into the fantasy playoffs. Uh, and shoot. they will be facing Dallas, 29th against wide receivers, in Green Bay, 24th, and in Kansas City, 28th. So Whoops. not a great playoff match for Allen Robinson. Uh Terry McLaurin is great. His quarterback is terrible. Alvin Kamara is great, but Jack, it's it's a straight split between Kamara and Murray now. And shocking, honestly, I think it's just because like Murray earned it. When Kamara was out, Murray was awesome, and so I think deservedly so. I mean, as long as they're winning games, they're going to keep Murray involved. And obviously, Kamara is getting that passing work, but. The touchdowns just haven't been there for him this season. 
Um, yeah, I guess it's we got it too excited when Mark Ingram left town, but this is classic Sean Payton. Yeah, I really thought Murray's not as good as Ingram, so Camaro will get more touches. And, you know, it was it was pretty good the first three weeks. Obviously a bad game against the Rams, but sandwiched between that, or sandwiched between 2040 against Houston in week one and 3260 against Seattle in week three. And then since then he hasn't, you know, he had that ankle injury, so he missed two weeks, but he hasn't reached 2000. And then Camara's got San Francisco. And now if there was a running back, that's in week 14. If there was a running back that was going to beat San Francisco, I would say it could it's it's a Camaro or it's a McCaffrey who can also be involved in the passing game. Um, it's a Camara, it's a McCaffrey. <laughs> hey, uh, it's a Camara um, or it's a McCaffrey. Scott will have Hunter Henry coming back, which should be great. Who knows what Damian Williams' status is. Hunter Renfro punctured along. I got to assume he's going to miss a week or two. Um, <laughs> he's a warrior. He's got he's a he's a he's one of Green's grinders. He'll be back out <laughs> He'll there. He'll be back out there, no doubt. Um yeah, Baltimore, great week. Uh Jared Goff still sucks, so Baltimore put up eighteen hundred. Their defense, I mean that team in general has been humming. Uh and Baltimore has really good matchups. If Scott can make any noise at the playoffs, I think it'll be on the back of some massive Baltimore performances. Um, yeah, especially in week fifteen and sixteen. If Scott can make it past week fourteen, the Ravens could could carry him to a ship. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. Um, like I said, Justin, Brian and Greg all eliminated. Uh, and I don't know if you want to pull up next week's schedule, Jack, but there's a lot that can change in this last week, not only with standings, but with actual, uh, playoff spots as well, as far as people making it or not making it dad's got to play against dan whose team is looking like they're humming right now that could easily be a loss for dad um anna's got to go up against louie which is like i said not great for anna but it's been a few weeks since anna had a tremendous performance uh so maybe she gets that against louie i mean that would be crazy if she could beat louie overtake scott in points and have scott lose to kyle then scott would fall to eight anna up to seven scott plays louie anna plays dan uh it's interesting if (laughs) the other interesting part of this is kyle could technically drop all the way to the eight seed with a loss against scott wow um Dad would have to have a really good week because Dad's got to outscore him by about four and a half thousand. Um, but Kyle could easily fall to the seven seed because he's playing Scott, and if Scott beats him, Scott will obviously outscore Kyle. I think that math checks out, and then they would have the same record, and Scott would outscore Kyle in points. So then Kyle would fall to seven, and then he would be faced up against. <sighs> Dan, and then you're talking about Scott would be locked in to that six seed because you and Drew, the worst you can do is fall to seven and six. So, um, yeah, like I said, or, or six six seed or seven seed for Scott. Scott could sorry, Scott could move up to the six seed, but he would be. What did I say? Oh, okay. 
I got confused. You said seven seed. You said he would play Dan. I thought Dan was going to be the two seed. If if Kyle, yes, whoever is the seven seed would play Dan. Um, I didn't mean to. You con- said Scott. You said Scott would play Dan if he's in the seven seed. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Uh, you were moving so quickly. I was moving. Uh, I was moving fast. I'm so sorry, dude. Uh, <laughs> it was a lot to track. <laughs> listeners, I, listeners, I hope you kept up better than I did. Uh, point being, here's here's what we know. Louis the one seed. Dan's the two seed. Tommy is the three seed. And that's all we know. Current, this we do know. Currently, we've got Drew at four, you at five, Kyle at six, Scott at seven, Dad at eight, and Anna at nine. Uh, Anna can only move up to the seven. She's locked. That would be as far as she could climb. Uh, but yeah, you and Drew could stay at the four or five, or either one of you could fall to the six. Uh, it's going to be musical chairs between you, Drew, and Kyle, and then music, musical chairs between Kyle and Scott, and then musical chairs between Scott, Dad, and Anna. I'm considering dropping to the sixth seed so I can play you in the first round of the playoffs. All I know is there's like four different tables and about four or five different chairs per table. And <laughs> I don't know where everyone's going to. A gonna... lot of music. <laughs> like five, like six different soundtracks playing all at once. And you're not sure which one is you, the one you're supposed to be listening to right. when you're supposed to sit down in your chair. When one, so. when one track stops, you have no idea which table it's for. Um, yeah <laughs> yes yeah or who's supposed to be <laughs> going for that song right. right no information was given to you there's just four tables four songs playing simultaneously scrambling dude absolutely no idea what's going on just trying to find out when to okay the music stopped which table do i go to which chair do i sit in it's it's absolute chaos. when do i go what song do i pay attention to Oh man, yeah. Ugh. I can't wait to see it unfold. I can't wait to Jack, see it unfold. Be realistic here. Uh, you do not want to drop to the six seed so that you play me. Oh yes, I do, dude. I'm coming for you. Jack, that would be why such, not? Because that Get would it be out such of the way. A, because it would, you don't really, really don't <laughs> want to make it to the semifinals. That wouldn't be like a a badge of honor for you. You really want to be oh, knocked out embarrassingly. You sound in the first like round. me. You sound like me. Who cares about semifinals, dude? Win or go home. Make it to the championship or go home. Or third place. Honestly, I came in third, I think, prior. Or no, I came in second because I lost in the playoffs to the who was the eventual champion. Um anyways. Not you talking about last season? Yeah. Um I came in second. Not last season. You're you're thinking of twenty seventeen. Um No, last season I, I lost. <laughs> oh, in the I too. see. God, you're yeah. so annoying. You didn't mm. make the playoffs, Jack. You lost. What? You lost to Dan, who eventually <laughs> made the playoffs, and so you took that as coming in second. Because if you had beaten Dan, you might have made the playoffs, and then Dan ended I up winning. It, see, this is where you spin a narrative. I spin a narrative. Who knows what happened, folks? I uh, have the standings pulled up from 2018. Oh, who knows what Jack happened? All right, ladies and gentlemen, in tenth place with a five-eight record. Off. Don't want to run too long. Don't want to run too long. Signing off now. Tommy, any last words? We're really excited. Last week of the regular season and then on to the playoffs. So next episode, we'll be previewing the playoffs. Yeah. No, I'm – dude, I'm 
I am so excited for these playoffs. I, I like I said, couldn't be happier that I'm not facing Louis in either of the. I mean, here's the thing: it's probably not going to matter, right? I'll probably just get knocked out before I face Louis. But a kid can dream, and yeah, a championship matchup between Louis and I is something that he and I have talked about literally since 2011 when this head-to-head league was erected, and it would be a dream come true to face him in the finals. So that is what I will be rooting for. Uh, okay. Don't really give Ugh. a shit what happens to anyone else. Gonna leave. And... This is gonna leave a bad taste <laughs> in the viewers' mouths. People are gonna. Ugh. Anyone need a Listerine strip? My goodness, get Dirty. this out of here. No, uh, all, all joking aside. Good luck to everyone next week. Really, really big matchups. I'm very interested to see how the seedings shake out in the bottom half, and uh, we will see. Uh, and hey, hey, happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Stay safe. Hey, hey. Have a happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Thank you for pointing that out, Tommy. Eat some turkey, but most importantly, stay safe. Signing off. Until next time. Arriva Dershe. Love you, TJ. Love you, JR. Do you want to say it? No. <laughs> what the hell? Love you, JR. Say Oh, thank you. Let's talk. Fantasy football. I might poop my pants during this recording. That's kind of funny. That is kind of funny. I already did. Did you really? That's, mm-hmm. That's kind of funny.